0: From the East Coast to the West Coast and to listeners around the world, welcome to the Truth Seekers Radio Show. I'm your host, Angeline Marie. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. We're broadcasting on Liberty Works Radio Network and their affiliate stations at libertyworksradionetwork.com. Also, you can hear our program rebroadcast on the K-Star Talk Radio Network at kstartalkradio.com. And don't forget, you can always hear our podcast posted at truthseekersradioshow.com. Today, my guest is Vince D. He is an actor, comedian, and musician. He's been in the entertainment industry since the 1980s. He has several years' experience in commercials, television, comedy, and film. And he's been recognized by the Screen Actors Guild and American Federation of Radio and Television Artists. Vince auditioned at Disney Entertainment and landed the role of Captain John Smith, in the Disney animation production Pocahontas. After several years in show business and working with the Disney company, he started to have a realization that maybe there was a dark side in the entertainment industry. And today, we're going to be talking to him about that. So if you will help me welcome Vince D. How are you doing today, Vince? Hi, Anne.
1: Thanks for having me. Doing well, doing well.
0: Great. Right. So, Vince, let's just start. Let's have a brief background about you first. If you could first just tell me what what made you go into the entertainment industry? What was your goal when you first started out?
1: <laughs> it was probably Bugs Bunny and Daffy
0: Duck. Ever since a kid, um,
1: <laughs> I started watching the animation, and that was it for me. Bugs was always on top. Daffy could never get there, was always wanting to go show business. <laughs> The comedy was right there. That's for me. That's what I had to do. So that's what kind of started over. It started with a rabbit and a duck.
0: Well, when you got into it, did it, you didn't see this dark side at first, right?
1: No, absolutely not. I was like so many others. I was disillusioned about the industry. I thought everything was, reaching for the higher goal, reach for the stars. You can achieve your dreams. If you dream it, you can make it happen. So I always believed that because I was kind of the silly side of comedy. And as I progressed and became professional, as I grew up as an adult, started learning and seeing things, it never really made sense to me.
0: So would you say, Obviously, your early, even maybe your mid-career, you are actually enjoying the business, right?
1: I love the business, and I miss it tremendously. Um, The business indulges the creative artists to allow themselves to express whatever they're feeling, whether it's laughter or sadness or drama, whatever emotion that you can evoke out of people and that's why so many people are drawn into the entertainment business you're either born with it or you're not you can study it you can want to be it but if you don't have that need to connect with people and really go forth and, and pull that emotion out of them then it's probably not going to come off as genuine and real i immerse myself and i try to keep it real and as genuine as possible absolutely
0: hmm mm-hmm. Now, when would you say that you had actually started to see that, I don't know if you would say at first that you would, would have seen a dark side, but maybe something in your inner being said, you know, something's not right here. Can you remember like something that happened to you specifically, was it an incident or was it just over time, a lot of things or could When did you start to maybe see this weird or dark side?
1: Well, absolutely. Um, I can make it a a general answer without getting too complicated and too long. As I progressed in the industry, you learn about what the craft is all about. You audition, you make network connections with agents and casting directors, and little by little, that's when you become known. Um, There's always been rumors in the industry about the casting couch. And I don't think anybody can dispute that. Um, I always looked at it as, well, people are going to do what they're going to do, and that's that. I never really wanted to buy into the whole it must happen kind of ritual. As I grew into the industry and I became a little bit more aware, I started to get professional. When I landed the Disney and Universal gigs, I started to see things that really didn't make that much sense to me. For such a wholesome family company, speaking of Disney, for them to turn their heads on a lot of different perversion and sexual orientation was kind of confusing to me. And that was in the mid-90s. And things were just starting to, to turn around. And I understand people have their own expression of what they feel love is some are attracted to each other, same gender, some are not, some want both. It's okay. People can find love wherever they can find it today. And I think that's wonderful. It's the promotion of all the perversion that is a problem. And I started to see that at Disney. Absolutely.
0: You know, old Hollywood is always back, you know, even during the probably the 30s, 40s, 50s, I think this casting couch business was probably pretty well known. I mean, I don't think it was any big secret. But to me, when, especially when I think back about in the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s in Hollywood, I'm thinking more of these starlets being involved and in having to do the casting couch to move up in a studio, say, and get movie parts. But the thing that I'm starting to to be more aware of lately in the entertainment industry, and this includes Disney's company is that you're starting to see, I I was watching, getting ready for this interview. I was watching um, video yesterday, an interview with, I guess he was a former um, football player and, Now he's into acting Terry Crews. I'm sure you know him. I I love Terry Crews. I don't really.
1: Fantastic actor.
0: Yeah, he was a great guy. But he apparently had an incident happen to him about a year ago. So I guess my point is now it's men and now you're hearing children and pedophilia and all this weird stuff. So what do you think about that? In fact, it, what I'm saying is it's just not these beautiful women. It's It could be anybody yeah. and everybody anymore.
1: It's mostly children and it's mostly boys. It's starting to come out on the surface now. There is an agenda in the industry and everybody is going to be a part of it if you're going to advance to the higher ranks. Um, there, the legitimacy is at the lower levels. Um, you can stay there and have a okay life at that level but as soon as you want to advance and go higher and if you're chosen to go higher then there are certain criteria that you have to meet and it's all starting to come out on the table now as we've seen over the past couple of years with all the sexual harassment and the violations that have come out yes terry cruz had a violation with himself and he was letting the world know yeah i'm part of the hashtag to society But unfortunately, Terry Crews didn't have just that one incident. When he became a celebrated entertainer and started getting more and more roles, I'm sure that there were things that he had to do to become who he is. I would always like to work with him. I think he's a fantastic actor and his comedic timing is is the best. But unfortunately, the people that get into the industry have great intentions, good souls, good hearts, and then they're forced to combine it with the evil on the other side. So um, I can't say for firsthand what he had to go through, but I've known several people in the industry. I've seen what I've seen. And absolutely, there is a price to pay. And it just depends on how, uh, how much of a wallet you're willing to fork over.
0: So do you think maybe you get into this, you're working so hard for years and years, and then there comes this point where you're ready to go to the next level, and you might actually do things that you would have never done in the past? Do you think that's how it works? Uh,
1: um, I do personally, yes, I do. Um, I believe that it is not what they make it out to be in the picture that they paint. On the outside to the general public is, be all you can be, dream your dreams, and this is what it can be. The other side of it is, it's a very, very manipulative, controlled environment by a small faction of people that are the opposite of all the good messages. No matter what religion that you're into, whether it's Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, whether you worship Allah, whether you're into Seventh Adventist, It's all good messages to tell you to be a moral human being, to live sound, to love thy neighbor, to help your neighbors, to be part of the experience of being alive. And I think those are all the good messages, no matter what context of religion that you're involved in. The opposite of that is what I believe the entertainment industry is all about. There are dark cults that practice the energy against the love that we produce as human beings. Um, you can always look at somebody and know when they're in a bad mood because you can feel the karma, right? You can see the energy when it comes off. So, is it real? Yes. I think that you can make any negative force surround you just like you can make a positive force around. you. You start laughing and giggling in the store, you're going to bring people to you. You start yelling, screaming, and cussing, you're also going to get a Type of attention as well, but maybe not the same kind of attention that you would otherwise. So I do believe that there are certain rituals. There are factions of people that require certain things to be done without getting into too much detail to advance yourself in the entertainment industry. And it's one of the reasons why there's been so many celebrity deaths, so many alcoholics, so many drug addicts, so many suicides. Once these people realize what they've done, they can't get out of it, and they're owned for life.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, you have mentioned many topics, and we're going to get back to all those. But let's go ahead, Vince, and we'll take our first break. And then we'll come back and start talking about some of the things you just mentioned. Listeners, today my guest is Vince D. He is a comedian, a musician, an actor. He's had quite a career, but now he's going to share the dark side of the entertainment industry with us. I think this is important information, especially for somebody who might be considering going into entertainment. We'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show.
2: Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries. So there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars. And it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals. And it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling tickets that cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1548. 800-932-1548. 800-932-1548. That's 800-932-1548
0: welcome back you're listening to the true seekers radio show today my guest is vince d and we are talking about the dark side of the entertainment industry vince before we went to our first break you had mentioned that there is a controlled environment can you tell me who who in your mind is the one that controls the environment in the entertainment industry when you said they control your environment? Who is, who is that?
1: (laughs) That's an open-ended question. There's a lot of speculation on exactly who that particular group is, but I think it's convoluted. I think it's a multitude of people that are involved And it's one level above another level above another level. And nobody really, really has the ultimate answers. Let's just say it's the rich and the powerful and the ones that are kind of controlling the human beings of the world, not just in America. Uh, The bankers, the wealthy, wealthy corporations, the supergroups, I would like to call them with all the names that we are familiar with. We don't need to really talk about them. They're the ones that have instrumented this since the early 1900s when Hollywood first became. It was intentional to cast spells on the general public, and it's all about the money. That's the bottom line. It's all about control and the money. Once you lose your appeal, you kick to the wayside, and they welcome the fresh and the young and the vulnerable.
0: You know, I was going to ask you, because I did a little research on Hollywood, and I was going to ask you, I, it almost to me seemed like Hollywood was formed so that it basically could just manufacture entertainment and push out and control a lot of our media outlets. Of course, back then it would have been probably just radio and newspaper, television hadn't quite come out mm. yet, film. It just seemed like they were manufactured to purposely and purposeful put out content to brainwash the public to get them into a mindset depending on what those in control's agenda was and to control like pop culture and things like that. Would you agree with that? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You would have to look back at the history of what Hollywood was and where it came from. It basically was a desolate land that a group of young Jewish um, entrepreneurs had put together what is called a Nickelodeon. We're all familiar with the Nickelodeon station, but a Nickelodeon back in the early twenties was basically an arcade where you went in, you had nickels and you played different vending type coin machines, whether it be a flashing picture machine, whether it be a simple little mechanical device, it was an entertainment. And that's what they called Nickelodeons because you went in there, you spent your nickels, you had a couple of beers, and it was a social event. Well, between that whole east of Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, it grew and grew and grew. These kids got really super wealthy. They took their pockets full of change. They moved out west to California, and they had an idea, and they wanted to make a place where they could do films and control people and make a lot of money. If you look at the name Hollywood, Hollywood actually is a tree from the holly, which was made back in the medieval times uh, when they used to make magic wands. So there's a lot of detail in history where it all started. Um, As they started building up the studios, they took their money from the Nickelodeons. Paramount Pictures was the very first studio. Charlie Chaplin, Mary Pickford. Uh, They were the ones who started United Artists because after it had progressively grown from the first decade, they made their own group of people. (laughs) Douglas Fairbanks, Mary Pickford, Charlie Chaplin, and they were the ones who created United Artists that collectively came together and said, look, we don't want the studios to control us anymore. We want our creative control. We want to express what we want to express. And that's how it kind of started from the beginning of, the artists between the people that were controlling all the money and the interest. And it goes long on and on and on the bottom line. It's about money in the early twenties and thirties. It was always about money and control. And then there was a lot of, of the sexual nature that would come in Hollywood attracted young, good looking people, male and female. And sex was just as prevalent back then as it is today, if not more so.
0: You know, you mentioned earlier that you, because you had been, you were talking about the religions and how they teach love, and then you said how Hollywood was the opposite. And you mentioned the word evil, but I would even take this a step further and call it demonic. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. It is about the money bottom line, but I think there's a spiritual war going on above all all of the earthly things, yeah, it's money, sex, evil stuff, but I also think it's just a spiritual war of good versus evil. And I, I just feel like the foundation of the entertainment industry, unfortunately, is demonic at this point.
1: Absolutely. Um, there's no question about it. As we grow with technology, as we're advancing the human race, we're a lot more advanced we're privy to information that we didn't even have 25 years ago when i was working at the theme parks there were no cell phones there was no youtube there was no smartphone technology now you can call australia norway across the world bolivia at the touch of a button you can facetime people you can send emails text messages look everything up online so we've advanced in our technology and we've grown together however A lot of that is being used against us. The whole big brother effect of listening and watching everything we do. You can't go anywhere in this world today without being videoed. There's cameras everywhere. We're recorded. Our voices are recorded. Our visuals are recorded. But to go as far as to say that there's demonic energy, a fight between good and evil. Yeah, I think it is definitely at that point now. We're starting to see things in the world. People are fighting back and saying enough is enough. You know why is this happening why are they letting them just do it just in general not just with entertainment but in everything with politics with the world geology greenpeace everything that's involved that's supposed to be good and inherit the nature of human beings is kind of the opposite of where we're at so is there a sense of mm-hmm. spirituality of good and evil yeah i think there is i think they do practice demonic spirits and i mean just like you raise up your good spirits you can raise up bad spirits. I mean, it may not be like The Exorcist from 1970s, but I think that if you send out negative
0: energy, you're going to get negative energy. But, you know, you don't That's even have to you be religious. To if, you go, if you just look at book covers or the movies that are out or the television shows, they're all evil. I right. mean, they're all about devils yeah. and witches and witchcraft yeah. and killing people it and is, eating no. people. And just, <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. There's I can't nothing believe there's been 10 seasons of walking
1: Good. dead. <laughs> no, it, right. It's really bad. It's all about blood and guts, uh, ghosts, uh, brutality, mutilation, uh, everything negative, they're throwing right in our face for sure. But what goes on behind the scenes? That's really what the whole question is. And, you know, so many people look up to, Their aspiring actors or their favorite musicians, you know, and we worship these people. We really don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We only see what we see, you know, that's where we want to be and that's who we gravitate towards. But these people have to go through a lot to get there, for sure.
0: Right. Um, You know, I interviewed a guy named uh, Jay Dyer. He wrote a book called Esoteric Hollywood. I talked to him, I don't know, two or three years ago. Yeah, and he does analysis of films, and he was telling me, right, and he mentioned um, how the Pentagon and the CIA are behind a lot of, even movie stars, which in the last few years, I had heard um, Anderson Cooper was CIA, and what's her name, Angelina Jolie, I mean, I've heard this, have you ever heard of anything like that?
1: Well, there's always rumors in the industry who's doing what, who's involved with what. A lot of it's unsubstantiated. A lot of it is myth. A lot of it is partially true. You don't really know because it's so convoluted. It's like a big spaghetti wire mess and eventually all the ends are tangled in the end. Anybody can say anything for the sake of making an argument, you know? So what's really true and what's Mm -hmm. not, I don't know, but, I will tell you this, the last movie that uh, Stanley Kubrick directed, which was Eyes Wide Shut. I think that there's a lot of truth to that. And so do a lot of other people about what goes on behind the scenes. And I think that uh, you do partake in very similar things like that, as you advance in the entertainment industry and entertainment isn't just acting it's music, it's film, it's television, it's sports people don't even realize that our highest celebrated sports figures are involved with the same group of people at the bottom of every show that we've ever watched, whether it be sports or, or something entertaining, it says for the purposes of entertainment only it's in the fine, fine print. And it's all about entertainment. Mm -hmm. We're entertaining the masses. So yeah, they're involved with it too people on tv the news all right well we'll take our next
0: yeah that's another thing the news has become entertainment now um vince let's go ahead and take our second break listeners i'm interviewing vince d today he's uh in the entertainment industry or was and we're talking about the dark side of hollywood and we'll be back momentarily on the true seekers radio show
2: Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals. And it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling tickets that cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1548. 800-932-1548, 800-932-1548, that's 800-932-1548. If you
4: are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? fast. -FAST, 855-371-3278. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to the Truth Seekers Radio Show today. My guest is Vince D. He's an actor, comedian, and musician, and we're talking about the dark side of Hollywood. Um, Vince, have you heard of any? I don't. I celebrity stars, people that died of strange circumstances when you were in the entertainment industry the the most recent one that comes to mind is Whitney Houston I mean she died mm-hmm. in a bathtub and when I first heard that mm-hmm. I thought that was strange but then uh, not very much longer thereafter her daughter died the exact same way and the one thing that came right. to my mind is a word that you mentioned earlier ritual
1: mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, Is it a coincidence that the mother and daughter both died exactly the same fashion? Probably not. Does that mean that there was a ritual involved? Well, nobody really knows, except for who knows. But from all the outside points and the other inferences that we look at, yeah. Yeah, there is absolutely some type of ritual that was taking place there. Otherwise, why would it happen? Whitney Houston was no longer valuable. At one point, she was one of the celebrated pop stars of the eighties and was making millions and millions of dollars for the people that were honoring her. Well, she got involved with a couple of bad people, some bad substance abuse, and uh, she couldn't sing anymore. And after nine eleven, mm-hmm. she had a couple of concerts that were just horrible. Uh, when YouTube first started coming out, if you remember, she couldn't even sing. She couldn't hit the notes. And that was it. You know, she became tainted goods at that point. But her daughter dying that's, exactly the same way. <clears throat> yeah, that's not a coincidence.
5: No way.
0: Yeah.
1: Has there, but you asked a question about uh, other celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. Well, there was a lot. I mean, looking at Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix, those were very mysterious deaths. Both of them were. So was Jim Morrison. They all died at the age of 27, the 27 Club, um, right before their 28th. There was a lot of mysterious deaths surrounded in Hollywood. If you look at all the celebrities today, look at all the deaths that are surrounding them. I mean, remember when Jennifer Hudson was on American Idol? What happened after a year mm-hmm. after she got really famous? All of a sudden, her old family got killed, except for her sister. I mean, that was that was pretty weird, huh? Amanda Grimy, who got shot yeah. in Orlando,
0: and Michael I mean, Jackson Prince was there. a very strange one. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, how long was pr- Prince was uh, out there? protesting against the industry for a long, long time, and was coming out about it publicly. And they had enough, they had enough of it, you know, it was very strange how it happened. They had him controlled. And they owned him just like they owned Michael Jackson. And that's what happens to these artists. And they start to fight and speak out and things happen to them. One of the things that you're not allowed to do in the industry is after you agree to be part of the industry, is that you agree not to speak out against the industry. And if you do, there's severe repercussions. Look at Cat Williams. He's one of my favorite current comedians today. The past five years, that poor man has suffered terribly. They tried to take away all his children, which he adopted, what was it, six, seven, eight children, I believe. He was very, very well-received by the public. And he went against the grain and started speaking out against the faction of the entertainment industry, whatever group you want to call them, you know. A lot of people say Illuminati, whatever that means. That's just a name. It's
0: um, One person that I have seen change drastically from when she first started was Oprah Winfrey, because I remember I was young in the 80s, and she was a big deal. She came out of the scene, it seemed like, from nowhere, and she was on top overnight, And there's something Mm. I remember about her. And I only remember because I worked with a girl that really, really looked up to Oprah Winfrey because she would talk about her Christian faith and, you know, she, Mm. she did a lot of interesting shows. And, but then over the decades, I've kind of seen her. She's talking about all this weird stuff and new age stuff. She's just really changed a lot, but yet if you notice, as she's changed, she has also become probably one of the most influential, famous, and rich in the entertainment industry, I would say.
1: Well, Oprah Winfrey is the voice for all women in the entire world and has been for a long, long time. My mother, my family members, people I know, they adore Oprah. She came from really bad Poverty-stricken background, worked her way into the news industry, and really, really asserted herself and became that person that was from the early 80s. And yes, she has changed quite a bit over the years. All the foundations that she's put up throughout the world, helping the children, the students-I mean, there's a lot of things that she was involved with. And plus, she spoke as a woman to other women that gravitated towards her because she was the voice of the world. Would you not agree with that? I mean, you being a woman
0: yourself. Yeah. I mean, after a while, I I haven't followed her in probably 20 years now. But there was a time I mm-hmm. liked her. I wouldn't say that I feel the same right. now. I feel she's being too mm-hmm. political and whatever. But, right. yeah, I've definitely seen well, a change. Go ahead Vince. Yeah, she's probably controlled
1: yeah, she's probably controlled by the entertainment industry at this point as well. Um, being the voice for so many people in the world today, she's well respected and well regarded. You don't really want to get on the bad side of that group because that camp can probably ruin you in the entertainment industry. In right. the entertainment industry, you don't want to step on those toes because of how revered and how well-respected Oprah Winfrey is throughout the world. Absolutely. Um, I do have a story about about Oprah Winfrey, though. You do? Go ahead. (laughs) Well, she came and visited uh, when I was working at Disney, and we were still promoting the movie, Pocahontas. She was coming down to do a segment of uh, her show, from the, from the 90s, and I remember they were making a really big deal about it two weeks ahead of time, like the president was coming. They shut down underneath the tunnel. Everybody knows that there's a tunnel underneath Disney World, and that's how people get around. They shut down the tunnel. They shut down areas of the park. They weren't allowing anybody to get near her. I don't know how this happened. But here's my story with my connection with Oprah Winfrey. In the mid 90s, Oprah was on top of the world. The digital age was just starting to come out. And I don't think there was any more powerful voice than Oprah Winfrey. At that point, she decided to come to Orlando and film a segment of her show. And we just had got done with our show. I think we were getting ready to go to lunch. It was right around uh, mid morning. And we just got off stage. And we're getting ready to go downstairs. And all of a sudden, we're walking through the hallway and I'm looking over and she's looking at me with Pocahontas and it's real, real quiet. And I noticed that there's nobody around us. And there's usually a lot of people walking around is coming and going doing what they're doing. And I figured it was because they shut down because of Oprah. So we're both tired and we're, we're quiet. and We're just walking along the hallway. and All of a sudden, I look up, and Oprah Winfrey is walking right towards us. So us being consummate performers, we gave her the British bow. Pocahontas gave her a little wave. We said our hello. And I realized that we were the only ones around her. For whatever reason, we were allowed to go downstairs and walk into this little area where Oprah Winfrey was was walking through. Uh, maybe she wanted to see us uh, and not be involved with anybody else. I don't know. But everybody else was prohibited from being anywhere near this tunnel. And I realized that this wasn't a coincidence. It had to have been a setup. When we were there. She was there in front of us for, for no other reason. But as we were staying in character and trying to, you know, make her experience just like we do with any other guests, and I've seen a lot of celebrities, and I know what it's like to take hundreds of pictures and sign thousands of autographs Celebrities don't impress me. They're just people to me. So I looked at her eyes. And and I'm going to be honest with you, I I was a little scared. The hair on the back of my neck came up because I didn't see the loving Oprah Winfrey that we've all become to know. I saw something that was really dark. And it was not coming from a place of pure intention. And it scared me a little bit. She looked right through me like she was trying to look into my soul. I didn't like what I saw. I felt the energy that felt really, really, really negative. And for the brief moment, it was kind of hello, goodbye. And that was it. And we kind of walked off and we went off to our lunch. And then maybe 10 minutes later, I came around the corridor after I had dropped off my top jacket and the people were walking freely, all the cast members, as they normally would. So they opened up the corridors again right after that. So to me, there was no coincidence that she had that place shut off and that we were supposed to meet her. And that's kind of how it happened. But I did not get good feelings from her at all.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll come Without back. Much. We got our last break. Yeah. We have our last break, so let's go ahead and take that. Listeners, today I'm speaking with Vince D. about the dark side of Hollywood. We'll be back momentarily on the True Seekers radio show.
2: That's 800-307-6660.
3: Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel Now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating.
2: 800-477-1736. 800-477-1736. 800-477-1736. That's 800-477-1736. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Truth Seekers radio show. I'm speaking with Vince D and we're talking about the dark side of the entertainment industry. Vince, have you heard about these crisis actors? I've heard a lot about them for the last, I don't know, several years now. Um, People saying that maybe these crisis actors are involved in false flags so that they can push uh, gun control agendas Do you really think that might be going on? Uh,
1: Yes. Yes, I do. And um, it makes me sick, to be honest with you. Uh, Everybody is coming into an age of awareness now when we're starting to believe that what we're seeing may not be what they're telling us it is. Uh, There are multiple videos out there on YouTube and, and other forums that show different people being interviewed with either a different costume on or maybe a little makeup or a hair different way, absolutely being interviewed from different situations that have happened over the past 10 years. Um, They call them crisis actors. What they are, they're a group of underground people who are so desperate to be performers that will do anything in the business. And I kind of think that's a real sad thing to get involved with that. But is it, purposeful are they staged these events uh just when you brought it up i mean i could talk about it for an hour so ask your question and i'll try to be brief
0: well what i thought was strange because i knew i was going to ask you about this subject so i started doing Mm. research now i can remember a few years ago actually it was right after i think um sandy hook after that shooting right there was a a professor, and I can't remember his name, but he's actually based out of the Fort Lauderdale area. He was a professor, I think, at FAU. And yeah. he had—he was a journalism professor, I believe, and he had said something, and boy, the media just jumped on him. And, and he really, I think, ended up losing his job for saying that he didn't think that the truth got out. about I can't remember what incident it Mm. was but he was talking about truth in media and he was telling his students Mm. you know that you have to look at at the evidence and whatever he was teaching well the the real media got just pounced on him and demonized him to the point where i think he ended up losing his job but the reason i bring this up is i was looking for a story on him because the crisis actors was involved in all of that and I can't find a lot of the sites that were there a few years ago are gone. I mean, it's right. like everything yeah, has just down. been taken down. There's The only thing yeah. you'll find if you do a search for crisis actor, I only found one company that was based in the UK. And then the other thing right. I found was <laughs> it was all like making a joke of crisis actors. Like it's a conspiracy, crisis actor conspiracies. That's the kind of stuff that you'll find now if you do research. You're so not it's gonna, almost like they're, they're trying to
1: Absolutely. You're not going to find an actual crisis actor talent agency. <laughs> These are underground groups of, of people that are hiring people to perform certain things in front of the camera to say and do. Um, when you start getting involved with killing of children, uh, abduction of women, Uh, all the sensitive nature type of areas, that's what drives people crazy. So when somebody comes out and say, oh, Sandy Hook wasn't real, and yet you've got somebody on the other side of the street crying their eyes out because they were friends with the girl that just got killed, it's going to evoke all kinds of human emotion, and it's usually anger. Um, But are, are any of these events staged? there's a lot of evidence that points to it and absolutely I personally have looked into it and I have seen videos over the years which of course you can't find very much anymore like you said of the same people at different tragic events being interviewed I saw a lady and a man three times on three separate occasions over the past few years and looked at a compilation that somebody else put together if you search and search on YouTube Or wherever you probably can find a compilation of crisis actors, and it'll make you stop and think about it for a second. You know, these people look the same. You know, absolutely. So, are they there Mm -hmm. to maintain a certain agenda for whatever gun control or whatever topic that they're um, altering? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a part of it. Same thing with news anchors as well.
0: Well, obviously, we can't prove. One way or the other, but you can, as an observer, just look at some anomalies, and there definitely are some Mm. anomalies and some questions. And I got to tell you, and and I didn't just hear this about Sandy Hook, apparently, even 9 11, why is it that the same day that these events occur, they're also at the same time doing a drill? So why on 9-11 was there a drill run at the same time the government was running a drill the same time the 9-11 incident happened? And then that's mm-hmm. that same very same thing happened on Sandy Hook. Now, why are they doing that? Is that just coincidence? These are the anomalies and the questions I think people have to stand back and say, you know, right. what's the chances of this? I think
1: you're but, absolutely anyway. right on the money there. Um, a lot of people are questioning what's really going on. There are more people waking up today as I get older. I feel like I was just 20 uh, a few weeks ago, but it was a long, long time ago. You know, I've reached my early 50s now, and I've seen a lot of things happen. And we've all become aware a lot more because of technology, but also because we're advancing as human beings. So, yeah, absolutely, things may not be what they're telling us they are. Absolutely. And it's up to each individual to search out and seek their own truth and research. I mean, listening to you or listening to me, that's not going to convince somebody's mind. I'm just sharing what I've experienced and what I see to be true.
0: Mm -hmm. Vince, what do you you miss about being in show business now? Uh,
1: It's a piece of my heart that it's it's never going to come back unless the, the world changes. I miss performing in front of people. I like live performing much better than I do, let's say television or film, because when you're on set, it's cut, do it again, cut, all right, try it this way, all right, cut, do it again. And it's just you and the crew. But when you're on stage in front of Mm -hmm. people, you only get one chance to evoke that emotion. I miss live performing, I really, really do. I I love to make people feel either that laughter or those tears in their eyes or that really, really good, strong feeling to put them into a place, you know, to forget about all the, the harshness that it's around them. And as an entertainer, it's just part of who I am. I, I love that interaction between people and getting that response. I always love to get a response out of people, you know, whether it just be talking one on one or in front of a group of people. That's mm-hmm. it.
0: What would you say to someone that says that they want it? Somebody young comes to you and they want they tell you they want to get into show business. What kind of advice would you give sure. to someone? Yeah, sure. I would tell them to explore their dreams,
1: really take a look at what they wanted to do and then set their set their goal and their limit. If you are a young person, It says, I want to be the most famous singer in the world. I want to be the most famous actor in the world. Well, it's going to take a lot for you to get there. You're going to have to work really, really hard to become good, to get recognized, and to continue to get the parts and the roles. Um, If you're looking just to be a part of the industry, set set your goals, set your limits. Go learn a little bit about the industry and see if it's something that you wanted to pursue. Um, the one thing that I would love to do is, is teach younger uh, people coming into the industry because nobody was there to help me when I got in, in the early eighties, it was one for all and none for anybody else. And trying to get answers out of people was like pulling teeth. So all the years of experience that I've gained, absolutely. And I've talked to younger people that are trying to get into the industry, seek out what you really want to do in the industry, find out who you are take some
0: lessons, and take it from there. Well, Vince, thanks so much for your time today. Yeah, I'm running out of time, but I want to thank you for giving us a little insight into the dark side of Hollywood. And we wish you the best of luck, and thanks again so much. Listeners, today my guest has been Vince D. And until next week on the Truth Seekers Radio Show, God bless.
4: Thank you, Anne.